I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to the show today. This is Sean Bowles, your host, and I'm really excited to talk to a man named Julian Adams who leads a ministry called Frequency, which is actually spelled frequent and then S-E-E, which is really a play on words, uh, a cool play on words because he's talks a, a lot about just having the frequency of the Father's heart. He's from Cape Town, South Africa. He grew up pioneering in a Christian family that was filled with the Spirit of God, but he got saved at age four, which is amazing. That's when I got saved as well. And uh, he started ministry at age 15, which is wild because it's very similar to myself as well. Um, but he's he's been a prophet of a, a couple different movements and has an incredible teaching gift that comes from deep-rooted theology that is really self-explored theology, meaning he was self-taught. But I'm because I teach at Bible schools all the time and I, I run a lot of theologians, the theology that comes out of Julian, the love-based, grace-based healthy theology that's holistic that comes out of him as a prophetic leader and a teaching gift is so wonderful and so pure. I absolutely love it. But uh, he's also a director of New Day United, which is a charity in South Africa and England, and it helps support people in South Africa, which is awesome. And not just South Africa, but Southern Africa. And uh, Julian and I met through a good mutual friend named Ben Richard, and Julian wasn't married yet when we first met. And Julian and myself did a conference in Dubai with Ben Richard, who runs a church there called the Gatekeepers, amazing church in a Muslim country. They're seeing a move of God that's just so powerful and beautiful. And as Julian and I met, I really met a kindred spirit. And I listened to not just the way he ministered, but the way he shared about his heart, the vulnerability. And I just knew this was somebody I wanted to have a relationship with. But then he prophesied. And you guys, it was like, What? what just happened? Like he prophesied and he basically wrapped up a blueprint from the father's heart for the people's lives. That was, you know, sometimes some of the words were like seven to 10 minutes long, but publicly and handed them to the people, you know, in the most grace filled words. And the people felt so significantly connected. And I remember the second time we were together, my wife was with us and my wife and I walked out of the meeting after Julian ministered and we're like, that was so beautiful. Like th- that was just, I felt blessed just by hearing those words. You know, like the book of revelation says you'd be blessed by reading the words. We felt blessed just by listening to Julian. We just, just the way he prophesied the prophetic revelation that was coming out of, we, even though it wasn't directed towards us, we felt blessed. Well, then he gave us a word and the word really highlighted what God wanted to do in our lives and really um, spoke to us specifically about a property that we would apprehend in LA that God was about to give us and great detail about our daughters and their lives, both of our daughters, just a prototype paradigm for how to raise them. And it was so significant. I mean, we just, we cried like little babies because we just felt so loved on by heaven. And I just want to expose him to you because of his heart. He influences influential people all the time. He's just this part of who he is, is that he prophesies over world leaders and over incredible business leaders and these kinds of people. But he has a heart for not only the normal people, but for the poorest of the poor. And so he stands balancing between these different worlds in such a beautiful way. And now he's married and he has two children of his own. And, and he just is such a beautiful expression of family. And so I want to introduce to you Julian Adams. 
Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm Sean Bowles, and I have with me one of my favorite people who hears from God on the planet because of his value system and his life. His name is Julian Adams. Julian, welcome. Hey, good to be here. Hey, I'm so glad. We've been together a lot lately, which is amazing, but I'm glad to have you on the podcast. We've, we've had time, I think, three times over the last four months. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. It's been fun. Yeah, and we've been around nations together, so we've been here in America and Dubai, and then again in America, it's been really fun. It, it really has. It's been so cool seeing what God's doing in the nation through the prophetic and really uh, bringing something of his heart to so many people. It's been, been so good. Well, I got to introduce people to you through our intro, but just just again, you're someone I really respect. You're, I, I, I jokingly call you one of my prophetic heroes, but I'm serious about that as well, which I'm sure is awkward when I'm saying that on the podcast right in front of you. But the reason why is because you, you take great risks, but it's all in the context of relationship, love, and healthy theology. You're a theologian. Like a lot of people um, who are getting introduced to you, I want them to know you and your wife are both so sound theologically and you, and you produce reformation like, like themes that I've just, I, I love the way you frame the gospel and who Jesus is. But at the same time, like God's been using you around the nations really to influence kind of a top tier level leadership. I know you do all kinds of things with all kinds of other people too, but I've watched you prophesy over CEOs and chairmen and like business leaders. Yeah. Like we were in that one meeting, uh, it was either, I would know it was Dubai, I was going to say Singapore, we were in Singapore too. Um, last year, and I remember, no, it was two years ago, and you prophesy over that couple who's not even saved, and you're like, I see you praying in your prayer room, but I'm walking to your house, and there's a, I think you said a red door, and you go to the left, and you go all the way down the hall, and there's this room, and you don't know who you're praying to anymore because you're, yeah. you're not sure who to have faith in, but Jesus has heard your prayers, and it's about your knees and your shoulders, and um, you went through such a detailed word that not only were they saved, they didn't even pray a salvation prayer. They just came up afterwards, and they were like, so we're with Jesus now. <laughs> that was it is wild. so much fun taking risks are amazing when they pay off and so I'm loving how God breaks into those kinds of spaces when you take big risks like that absolutely and those particular people are the kind of people that I feel like um, just our listeners I just want to include them in this God's actually speaking like these are some of the wealthiest people in Dubai and God's speaking to to people of influence right now because he's harvesting harvesters, people who could actually have a great harvest field. He's bringing them to, into his kingdom and interrupting their lives. And I've, I've just been watching you like you just it seems like the Lord is putting trust in you to speak to some people of influence. And I just want to I want to invite you to tell us a story. I just told one of your stories, but I want to invite you to tell us a story because I feel like, you know, a story is worth a thousand sermons sometimes. And there's people who are listening who are like, can I actually like give a word to somebody like if, if a celebrity was in the elevator with me or if if I see a billionaire in first class, can I actually would God give me something for them? Was this realistic? And it is like, you've been doing this both for unsaved and saved people and helping to bring wisdom and guidance. So tell us a story, bring us on a journey. Yeah. I think um, for me, some of the most exciting things I'm involved in right now is actually in my home city, the city of Durban, where wow. I relocated from um, England, kind of thinking, what on earth am I doing moving an itinerant ministry from England to South Africa? It's not exactly <laughs> the center of the world. Um, but I quickly landed here and uh, just had some opportunities to prophesy to a multinational, high-level corporation right at the highest level um, and brought some prophetic insight to um, 
the guy who leads this um, company, um, both about his life, about his marriage. God just gave me some some super works of knowledge about where he was at and what God was doing. And uh, Loki is opening up some significant doors to influence on a citywide um, platform. Um, and we get to see, um, in terms of our ministry, prophesying over these um, big players, both in the political arena now, as well as in the um, business sector, and uh, seeing God shape a whole region um, prophetic uh, flow, really, for a whole region. And it means that we're seeing justice come to the poor. There's some significant NGOs that I've been able to speak into, bringing kind of wisdom and insight. Um, and for me, it started with a risk. I don't have a massive education. I don't have anything that sets me apart. And I find myself invited into some of the most ridiculous places in front of millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what on earth am I going to give? And most often, it's in those contexts that God will give me the most obscure word, which then opens up the door. And just the simple kind of risk and faith uh, means that those doors open. So, so for example, getting the name of someone's yacht and being able to use that as the hook that then prophesies into their destiny. And the direct result in South Africa is that there's a citywide group of business people now getting together, asking for prophetic input about how they can give them money to the most vulnerable of society. What does it look wow. like? How do we build sustainable um, uh, models to impact um, that uh, you know, South Africa and all of its history, seeing black and white people now coming together, which wow. um, is like super significant for um, South Africa and in particular for the city of Durban. So it's been so much fun um, and massively scary at times sitting in some of these offices and, and hearing from God for people in order to, to see significant reformation coming. And, and so for me, just kind of living in Durban, and and stepping out quite regularly. I, I was on a plane just recently, um, and a woman who was quite high up in the elect electoral committee um, for South Africa was sitting next door to me. I felt God just simply said, tell her that her son is going to be okay and the learning disability that he has, God is going to help him overcome that. As I do that, this is a, this is a massive powerhouse woman who is impacting the voting system of South Africa. Oh, wow. Um, and God breaks right into her. She starts weeping. It was super uncomfortable because it was one of those jam-packed flights. Um, but in that moment, God's heart just was revealed to her. And I could not only prophesy about her son, who incidentally was writing his first exam. He had this learning disability, and she decided to move him out of um, a special needs context into mainstream because she felt it would be better for him and they were completely anxious about it and God just used that hook uh, to get to her heart and then gave her some hope and some strength for future impact in terms of her own destiny to do specifically with um, the voting systems in South Africa. And uh, so it's just so much fun when you're breaking. That's crazy. Some of these Wait, let me pause you though on some of this because you just said a whole bunch of kind of a place. You're describing a realm of really coming outside of 
where you were in England and you were more, more involved. And I know you had some social involvement. You've always had a social conscience as far as what God's doing outside the church, but you're really a prophetic voice in a movement of a lot of churches. And then you go to Durban and God o- opens up, which you, when you speak, you talk about engaging culture and transformational theology, but you start to share with specifically this one CEO and that kind of opened the door. And I know there's many other people you prophesied over and, and, and met with, but it opens a door for seeing more transformation, seeing, seeing things happen outside of the church context. And I know your local church that you're involved with in Durban, Durban also has this vision to see God impact the world around him. But I love how you're just on the plane with a woman and you hear God so clearly for her. And I think that this is what we're doing the show for is we're exploring the prophetic and saying, you know, there's a prayer list that people are praying about that Christians are unaware of. And if you're sitting next to someone, almost everybody you sit next to on a plane, a bus, you know, the car next to you, whatever, in the coffee line, they have a prayer list and they're thinking very real thoughts. And these are people who can impact the world and that do impact the world. And, And a lot of times we're so unaware and I love how the prophetic makes us aware and we take a little risk and it opens up not just wow, they're blessed, but it opens up a conversation where God's on the table where he wasn't on the table before he's on the table and it can actually, their influence can actually change now through God using them, the influence of nations, the influence of industries. And so how cool is that? Tell us another story kind of in that genre. Do you have another one? Um, yeah, I, I think, um, so some of the stuff that I'm working into, in particular in um, in Durban, where there hasn't been, both in the church world and in the kind of non-church world, there hasn't been any clear models of healthy prophetic ministry. And in particular, a lot of, uh, because of the context I'm in, there's a lot of witchcraft and weird stuff. So anyone who comes in with a clear prophetic word is due to suspicion. And so being... In particular contexts where, um, so, so for example, um, recently just being in a gathering with significant business entrepreneurs and um, creatives in our city, leads possibly one of the biggest marketing companies in South Africa, um, both on, in terms of print form, internet form, as well as on television. Um, and God gave me some insight about some financial difficulties that they were in and wow. what they needed to do in order to prepare for what was coming. And so it reformed the whole company, restructured the whole company. And, and the thing about this company is it's one of the uh, biggest companies that has a direct impact in terms of um, just connections into the political work, connections into uh, releasing uh, kind of help right on the ground. Um, and being able to sit in their office and help order their culture in their company through the prophetic and giving them hope in the midst of recession um, and then seeing the turnaround of favor and blessing that's come financially because they've instituted some of that um, has been super cool. And uh, just like, I, I think the thing for me is often I'm sitting in these places and got. I kind of want the word of knowledge or the most detailed word of knowledge. And most often God uh, would say to me, I want you to go for the hard stuff first. And it's just getting into, I see that your son is going through a hard time, or I see that you and your wife are in a significant place of difficulty. And then starting to prophesy to the hard stuff most often catches people's attention, particularly high-powered people, because not many people go after the heart. And it's off the back of that that I then get to start giving 
shaping works. Um, and so just again, just recently, been able to address a, a pretty much um, all of the significant players in our city in one room and being able to prophesy about what God has in store for the city of Durban. So suddenly the personal just goes to a whole macro level because I've gained some traction with a number of good business people and creators and um, significant influences in production and television has meant suddenly they're taking serious what God wants to do in the city of Durban and, and putting money into it, investing time into it, investing expertise into it, and seeing a rollout of God's kingdom uh, in which it's easy for people to meet the king. Which is so cool because I think so many times I'm going to kind of tie the two things together again, maybe in the same or maybe a different way. When you get to the heart of somebody, like what's precious to him, what's important to him as far as family, like when somebody's family members or wives are going through something and they're like a powerful man in business and you get to the heart of that, when they start to get to the heart of that, it actually opens their heart to see why they're in business in the first place, what the context of their city is, what God loves about the city. And I feel that they have an opportunity then to do what they're doing out of a place of spirit or heart you know, and passion. And it restores them to a place of passion that maybe they went into that industry in the first place for. And I feel like how beautiful is that? You're, you're seeing that right now. And I feel our listeners, I just want to encourage you. God wants to get to people's hearts. And when you get to the heart, when you're going after the love based approach of the prophetic, it causes people to open up to the mandate, the missional, the, the performance st- side of stuff. But a lot of times the prophetic has been used to put identity in the performance side of stuff. And so it perpetuates some of the bad patterns that we already Absolutely. see happening in the world. Cause religion is so performance based, but, but true religion is intimacy based. It's, 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 uh, it's about the spirit and the heart. And I know we know that, but it's great to hear it in the context of these kinds of stories. Yeah. So I, I think one of the most, um, just heartfelt moments in prophetic ministry because for me it really is all about the heart. It's all about getting to the heart. We're sitting in a massive skyscraper in Singapore, um, uh, totally underdressed for the meeting I was going into. I <laughs> did not know. I did not know I was going into this meeting. And uh, sitting in this particular company, the CEO said, "I'm just going to send employees into." Uh, your room, and I want you to prophesy over them, which is not used in my style. So it was quite a big stretch in terms of, oh my gosh, I'm just going to have three or four significant players coming in, and what am I going to do? And I remember sitting down with a particular guy who had no Christian background, yet no reference point for anything spiritual, and I kind of had to do the the kind of you can just relax, which is going to be okay. I'm not going to do anything weird. <laughs> I'm not going to start praying in tongues and going crazy. This is going to be pretty normal. And um, I remember God giving me an insight about a memory he had at the age of nine of abandonment when his father left him. Oh, wow. And I said, you have had your whole life connected to that memory. And so your performance, your marriage, your family, how you do life has all come out of that root of abandonment. And at that moment, this financial director of a massive company starts weeping and is just completely undone. And then God begins to give me insight about his family and then about his future. And, and you know, he kept saying, no one knows this. No one, no one knows that these have been dreams in my heart. And uh, in that moment, getting 
to introduce him to the one who dreamed those dreams for him and put it in his heart was the most incredible thing. Wow. And, uh, you know, that, that particular company has a massive impact in terms of um, working with some of the poorest uh, nations in the world. And he's the guy who's going to be administrating some of that finance um, in terms of where that needs to go. And he's just having an encounter with the heart of God that's unlocked his dreams. And so it just puts a whole different spin on how he's going to be spending that money, what he's going to be thinking about. And seeing him a year later after that in a, in a different context, he's coming up to me saying, I just want you to know I met Jesus off the back of this. And wow. everything's changed. Everything's changed for my family. Everything's changed with the way that I do my work and how I engage, simply because God chose to reveal something that happened to him when he was nine years old to a very random dude who was totally underqualified, feeling super um, <laughs> unprepared for the meeting. Um, it's that simple. It's not that difficult. It's just going with the simple stuff that seems like it's out there, but God breaks in and brings life to people through that. This is my favorite. I absolutely love it. And I hope as listeners, you guys are exploring the prophetic and what God could do through you. So for Julian to say, I felt unqualified, underdressed, didn't really know what I was getting into. We should all feel that way. God loves to use us in the place where we don't expect it. And we're just available and saying yes to God's heart. And I love how, uh, you know, this guy wasn't even saved and didn't even have prophetic language. And God crossed the barrier through a relational prophetic skill set to say, God is love and here's something that he has in his heart for you. And it just changed this guy's life. And I've, I've actually got to talk to his chairman, the chairman of that company about this particular man. I don't know if you know that Julian, and he's just had such a transformation, just absolute transformation, not only in his personal life, but it transformed the way he did business and thought. And actually it's restructured him in their company because he's now has, uh, he's in his wheelhouse. He knows his passion, you know, and his drive on what he wants to do in the future, which is so cool. So, Hey, we, we're running out of time here, but I want everyone to be able to get a chance to get a hold of you. So how do we get a hold? What are you working on right now? How do we get a hold of you? What's your website address? So, yeah, I uh, my website ad- address is, is quite simple. It's uh, frequent and then S-double-E, frequency.org. Um, if you get onto frequency.org, you'll find some incredible resources. We're in the process working on a few e-courses and some amazing things, but I really want to highlight my book, The Kiss of the Father, which really is my um, journey into sonship and ministering from a place of friendship with the Holy Spirit without performance, without drivenness. And it's really where the heart of love was developed. And so I really want to encourage you uh, in terms of getting that book, you can just head on to my website, frequency.org, and you'll be able to find loads of uh, teachings, but most importantly, I want to encourage you to get my book because that's really my life's message um, around living and enjoying personal of the Holy Spirit from a place of sonship. Love it. And you're just one of my favorite people, Julian. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Sean. Love being on it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.